Welcome to Building a Praying Church in partnership with the Bridge Church in Portage, Michigan and the Woodworker and Wife podcast. We are hosting a podcast series about prayer with the intention of helping to build a culture of prayer in the home, church, and community. Your hosts are Dan and Bethany Myers. Dan is currently serving as a prayer and kingdom culture intern at the Bridge this fall and owns DSM Woodwork, a custom cabinet and furniture shop in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Bethany is a stay-at-home mom, homeschooler, and a leader in the women's ministry and mom group at The Bridge. We've been married for over eight and a half years and have three daughters and one son. We reside in Vicksburg, Michigan. Hello, Dan and Bethany here. In this exciting podcast series, we are considering the power of prayer and how to pray as Christians. Last time we discussed who God is by examining his character and attributes and effectively ended with a prayer of adoration by identifying key traits of God and thanking and praising his holy name for being those things. In this episode, we'll explore the effectiveness of prayer. In other words, how exactly does prayer work? James 4, 2 through 3 reads, You don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Hmm. Luke 11, verses 1 through 10 says, Once Jesus was in a certain place praying. As he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, This is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us and don't let us yield to temptation. Then, teaching them more about prayer, he used the story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, A friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, Don't bother me. The door's locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he'll get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. The point here is that God hears our prayers and responds to them. And we want to say here that how we pray matters. Let's say someone we know is sick and we pray that God eases the pain or gives the doctors answers, then our prayers may be answered and the doctors will be able to diagnose and make a treatment plan. There's nothing wrong with the prayer, but it is kind of safe because we know that the doctors are going to diagnose and come up with a treatment plan that's pretty common thing that happens every day. So we know in advance that the result is theoretically attainable. It's safe. Mm -hmm. But if we go a step further and pray boldly for outright healing by the power of the Holy Spirit, then that is the prayer God's going to answer one way or another according to his will. There's a reason Craig Rochelle, he's the lead pastor at Life Church in Oklahoma and Texas, I think Texas, um, and the Bible app that we use on our phone, that was their church. Uh, but he did a sermon series and then subsequently wrote a book called Dangerous Prayers. Um, 
in it, he goes, uh, he references Psalm 139. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That's the kind of the main scripture that he uses in there. And if you actually think about that scripture, it's tough. It is tough because it's aligning your heart to God's desires, Mm -hmm. which is what the verse that I read earlier referenced as well is you don't have these, you're not getting what you want because you're asking out of selfish desire. You're not aligning your heart with God and mm-hmm. asking for his will to be done in your life. Yep. Yep. And even at the bridge church where we go, uh, Peg, who's our director of prayer, I've noticed there's a piece of paper on one of her desks and it says death to weak prayers. Right. So back in Luke 11, verse 8, Jesus mentioned shameless persistence. Beth and I were talking about that as we were going through the notes for the show. And she said, persistence isn't weakness. You know, so chew on that one for a while. That just because you're being persistent and like in the story, finally, the guy's like, fine, here's the bread. Go away. Like, I'll get up and answer the door. Mm -hmm. God's not like that. But we need to be persistent at times in our prayer in order for a result to happen. Yes. And per- persistence is strength. The ability to keep asking and to keep knocking, even though we've gotten an answer of no or not yet, you have to keep going. Mm-hmm. Because there are times in our lives where that persistence is the thing that's going to get us to the finish line. Yep. So persistence isn't weakness. Persistence is quite the opposite it's strength yeah and that's um you know part of my story Mm -hmm. i've had ulcerative colitis for about 11 and a half years now and within the first year of diagnosis we found out that or i found out this was before (laughs) before we uh but i found out Mm -hmm. that i also was celiac and couldn't have gluten And, and part of that was i was in such discomfort and pain that consistently for finally it hit me like one week in the winter I prayed nonstop every night I don't know about nonstop but I prayed you know without ceasing each night in tears acknowledging my pain before the Lord and handing it over to him like what am I supposed to do here like lead me lead me heal me pray boldly and he answered my prayer you know and I was being persistent it wasn't just a a one-off I'm on the way out to the truck Mm -hmm. Um, which I did have a truck at that time, so I can say that. But, you know, you're heading out to do something, and you're like, like, okay, God, like, what do you have for me here? If you're not consistently working on your relationship with the Lord and being intimate and praying, it's not going to come that way, right? It's hard to hear from someone you don't talk to very often. Mm -hmm. So we're going to jump into 2 Chronicles 7. Because God responds to Solomon there, who just completed construction of the temple of the Lord. And God tells Solomon, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this temple as the place for making sacrifices. At times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls, or command grasshoppers to devour your crops, or send plagues among you. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. 
Here God tells us that if and when we pray with humility and repentance, then he will hear and forgive us. Wayne Grudem writes in Systematic Theology, if we were really convinced that God actually does respond to our prayers and change the way he acts, and therefore that God actually does bring about remarkable changes in the world in response to prayer, as scripture repeatedly teaches that he does, and I'm sorry, this is a run-on sentence, um, but he says, then we would pray much more than we do. So if we were really convinced that God does respond to our prayers and um, we don't really like the way he says that, change the way he acts because God is not changing. Um, but again, it's how we pray that if we step out and pray boldly and mm-hmm. not pray the safe prayer, um, then, you know, and we see God's response to it, then we would pray much more than we do. And if we pray little, it's probably because we don't really believe that the prayer is going to accomplish much at all, which is shortchanging mm-hmm. your faith, your belief. Yeah, well, it's also protective, right? You pray safe prayers because it's not putting any of your emotions or feelings or anything out on the line. That safe prayer of doctors having a plan, a diagnosis, and a treatment plan you know, if we come back to that example, we know that's very attainable, it's safe. Mm. We have not risked disappointment in what the answer, the outcome may be of God's will in that situation. So remember our definition of prayer in episode one, prayer is personal communication with God. And remember also that God has created us in his image and he wants a relationship with us, his creation. Thus, prayer is a personal communication with God and brings us into deeper fellowship with God. And he delights, delights in this genuine, heartfelt fellowship. I say heartfelt here because no matter our circumstances, God wants to hear from his children. Rough time, pray to God. Joyful time, praise him. Have you heard that newer song, I'm So Blessed by Cain? I may be a little obsessed with it, um, <laughs> and a couple of our kids are really starting to get it down pat. Yep. Little dance parties making dinner. Dance parties making dinner. It's so good, but uh, it has got a really good few lines, and here they are. Because on my best day, I'm a child of God. On my worst day, I'm a child of God. Oh, every day is a good day, and you're, and that's a capital Y, God, you're the reason why. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, God wants our communication and our fellowship. And we said that he hears our prayers, whether they're requests, praises, confessions, laments, he hears them. It's important to note that uh, while God is able to hear everything, which we know, Scripture doesn't indicate anywhere whether he'll answer prayers of unbelievers. Uh, only prayers of Christians are promised to be answered through the mediation of Jesus. And we feel it's important to state that God is not a genie in a bottle. And yes, Mm -hmm. we did think of the song because that's the 90s for us. But just because we pray, even as Christians, it doesn't mean his answer is always going to be yes or yes in the way that we expect. Ultimately, the answer to our prayer must line up to his will. Right In the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The more we pray and communicate intimately with him, the more our hearts and minds align with his will. 
Another factor that makes prayer effective is the role of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, we really only see prayers being lifted up to God the Father. The role of Jesus, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, was not fully revealed yet. After Jesus, we are introduced to the Holy Spirit, and our understanding of the Trinity reveals that God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit are all fully God, powerful to hear and answer prayer. Are you familiar with the doxology? I love the doxology. It's so yes, simple. Do. I do. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to sing it here for you. I'm just going to say it. But praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. The Nicene Creed ends with, I believe in the Holy Spirit, who with the Father and Son together is worshipped and glorified. Grudem writes, If the Holy Spirit is to be worshipped, then certainly prayers to him are also appropriate. It's okay to pray to Jesus or to the Holy Spirit, as they are one with God the Father and are powerful and capable of hearing our prayers. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, i.e., Romans 8.26 tells us that the Holy Spirit can intercede on our behalf during prayer. And there are a number of other factors that can make prayer more effective, but we want to end here for now with the notion that when we humble ourselves, faithfully turn to our Lord God and speak what is on our heart, he will hear our prayers. And many times he will answer our prayers if they are according to his will. Remember James 4.3, we can pray and ask God, but when our motives are wrong, our prayers probably won't be answered according to how we wish. Goodness, there is so much available in this topic line about the effectiveness of prayer, but we do not want to bombard or overload you now. Again, humble yourself before the Lord, confess your sins, speak your prayer, or write, or think it. It is personal communication with God, our Father. And I'd like to uh, carry us out here with a, a short prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word and your heart for us. Thank you for being attentive to us when we cry out. Thank you for being attentive when we praise you. Which I have a praise. Okay. Our son, who does not sleep super awesome has been asleep long enough for us to record this two episodes that is a big praise yes continuing on okay (laughs) (laughs) see lord thank you thank you for your word and your heart thank you for being attentive when we call out whether just crying out or praising you and help us lord to humble ourselves and confess what needs confessing forgive us walk with us daily and alert us to your presence so we can maintain that open line of communication with you. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you found today's topic fruitful and encouraging. We'll be sure to provide a link in the show notes for this episode's transcripts and any links or resources we mentioned. Every week at the bridge, we join on Wednesday mornings at 6.30 a.m. for our weekly prayer meeting. The Holy Spirit is moving strongly, and we invite you to come check it out.